Favorite actor, Dennehy. Favorite drink, O'Doul's. Bears, Hawks, Sox, Bulls. This is spoilers. Wow. <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to come into play a little bit later, guys. Uh, that's uh, part of the trivia. So don't Whoa. don't Google anything about that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is uh, Spoilers. I'm your host this week. My name is Money Mike. Uh, I uh, won trivia last week from uh, Josh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm hosting this week, and I chose the movie First Blood. Rambo, and uh, we don't have a full boat this week. There's a couple of fellas missing, so uh, let's go from. Well, let's start with Josh. He hosted last week. Josh, where are you recording from? Hi, Mikey. Thanks for asking. Uh, typically, I'm recording from Goshen, Indiana, but tonight I'm actually in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, kind of Why? on the campus of Yale for work. Mm. So I was just so pumped that. When I'm in a, like an intellectual kind of area of the country, we choose a movie from the Rambo series. <laughs> so, that, that irony was hitting me today as I walked around campus a little bit. Uh, I didn't ask you a question, but I'll, I'll ask uh, one now. Uh, what's your favorite Sly Stallone movie? Hmm. Uh, this one, definitely. Wow. Wow. All right, uh, we'll go uh, next closest. I think that's Brett. Brett, what's going on? I hate all Nothing. those movies, by the way. What? <laughs> this is uh, this is Brett, and I am one city over from New Haven, Indiana, in Fort Wayne. So, kind of a nice little parallel there. Uh, my favorite Sly movie, who it's probably Rocky, but this is a good one too. I hadn't seen it in a long time. Unless I'm missing an obvious one. Uh, I feel like he has sneaky good movies. Like Ants? <laughs> <laughs> Ants is horrifying. Uh, Pap, what's going on? Uh, not too much. This is Pappy, recording again from Louisville, Colorado, my new town. Uh, Sly Stallone, four movie club guy. See, he's got Demolition Man. I, I really liked Cliffhanger when we did it. Set here in Colorado. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I'm sure that would be Stevie's favorite if he was on this Ooh, podcast. Yeah. But mm, I'm right one. there with Brett. Rocky. I, the first time I saw Rocky when I was a wee lad, I thought I could like literally run through my house. From like this literally like, from one side to the other through the siding of my house and everything. So like no movie's ever like had that pump up effect on me. So gotta be my all time number one. Nice. Uh, well, we're not talking about Rocky tonight. I'm sorry to break that for you guys. Uh, we're talking about yeah, First plus, Blood. I've been, like, siding my house recently, and vinyl's not that strong anyway. That's <laughs> why I thought I could do it. <laughs> John Rambo, a drifter, just passing through their town. Morning! Headed north or south? North. I jump in. I'll make sure you're heading in the right direction. They knew he was innocent. I'm starting to dislike you. A lot. And they didn't give a damn. That's okay, Warren. Don't worry about the soap. He's tough. Just shave him. Crack. Don't move. I don't want you to cut your own throat. Sylvester Stallone. This time, he's fighting for his life. First blood. 
okay, so uh, Act 1. I'm going to do this in Acts. I've never done that before because I really don't follow that structure in movies. <laughs> uh, but Act 1, uh, we start with John Rambo. He's just walking down the street. And uh, he's uh, on a quest to find his friend Delmar, who uh, he was once in the Vietnam War with. He fought alongside. And he's walking to... Uh, Delmar's house and he meets I, I'm assuming it's his wife uh, but Josh what does Delmar's wife tell him about uh, the situation going on there Uh, yeah so first I'll just note no cold open in this movie it's just like the very beginning of him entering this town where everything takes place Uh, it's also probably the most boring part of the movie by far but he he walks in and he kind of just like walks onto this property and he pulls out a picture and he has like these memories of this guy and it's revealed to him through, uh, like you said, I'm not sure of the relationship there. If it's his, I thought it was mom, mom or it, aunt oh, or mom? sister, yeah, wife, like f- friend. Like, I have no idea, but either she basically- way, this woman was hurting. She yeah, was not in a good place. She was very bitter. I don't feel like she treated him very well. No, she did not. Um, so I didn't appreciate that, but I I get it. And um, this person that's been close to her and his buddy has been dead for about a year or something like that. So he kind of is traumatized, Mikey, and he just starts walking again. Yeah, we find out that Delmar had died from cancer. Apparently, it was like Agent Orange or something Agent that he Orange, was yeah. close to. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rambo's pretty upset, and he, that was like I'm I'm assuming is like kind of like his last kind of connection mm. uh and he's kind of just left wandering still mm-hmm. um and we have to note that he's like wearing his fatigues so he kind of sticks out as he's walking along the street here and he ends up getting stopped and harassed by uh uh, uh it's actually sheriff teasel yeah will teasel yeah yeah i don't know if that i don't know if uh that name was Chosen on purpose, Teasel. <laughs> Teasel. Uh, because he just harasses uh, Rambo the entire movie. Uh, but he's played by Robert Dennehy, who does, I think, a really great job of just being just a horrible person towards yeah, he Rambo. Sucks so he's bad. Just really. Do you think so, it though, to him the whole time. Mikey, for this first act? Honestly, yes. I, I have in my notes in the first act that he's, he's kind of rough and tumble, I guess, but. He seems like he has, like, I don't know, good intentions think, to an extent. I, I could not disagree more. I think he's oh. it's a blatant case of uh, an abuse of power. Okay, stauncher um, Josh. Jeez. <laughs> Blue Lives Matter Josh. <laughs> I just thought that, like, um, the... Why would a, you stop Why would you stop Rambo? What would the, be your reasoning? There's the other cop that was taking shots at him. And at, at one point, Dennehy is like... Or Teasel, I should say, is like, hey, stop firing. Like, why is all that happening? He's and, like, I want him, he wanted him alive. Yeah. Probably to, tor- probably to torture him some more. Oh. No, no I'm, I'm usually I'm talking about the very I mean, beginning of the movie where he's just uh, getting stopped in the middle of the street for walking on the street. I thought there's a very telling line, and it's this movie does really great in like planting and payoff, but like 
his whole universe, Brian Dennehy, uh, two movie club, if you count South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, his, he says that his job, he gets paid to keep the town boring. And like, that's, he is so obsessive in the fact that like he, and I think like another thing too is that we, that it's not like mentioned a lot. This movie's set at Christmas time and he lacks like any basic human compassion. Like, Rambo just wants to get something to eat and like he's kicking yeah. him out of town. Mm-hmm. Like his whole like mantra and mission statement is to maintain the status quo and that anything that happened in like Vietnam, like those guys are like losers to him. Like he has contempt for him because he's a Vietnam vet even. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of confusing to see. Uh, I, I feel like we live in a time now where we do respect the troops as a whole, as like a country. And mm-hmm. so like to see them treating him like, crap was really confusing to me like as a sheriff's department but i guess my yeah, point is vietnam was different man mm-hmm. well and he's uh, brian dennehy in this movie teasel is also a war veteran like he has like like medals in his office too so like presumably like part of it is too you know what i mean like he won the war he was in maybe and like mm-hmm. vietnam was more of a toss-up so i think there's some of that bias too like the movie showing us what happened to even like old veterans didn't respect Vietnam vets, I think is what the movie's kind of said. To Josh's point, though, he makes a comment about, hey, you better watch, or it, it, you're sending a weird message wearing that flag on your jacket or something. And it's like the American flag. Right. But that's, I was confused because later on, he has a jacket on that has the American flag on this. His police jacket has the American yeah. flag on his, his arm. So is there some really 70s me. reference where, like, if you wear it on a certain shoulder, that means Vietnam specifically? Like, I don't know. Hmm. Possibly. But I think, to to my point from earlier, like, he does give him a ride, and he doesn't, like, strip him of his goods then. And if, if Rambo would have, like, I, he didn't owe him anything, but if Rambo would have just said, like, I'm a war vet, my last buddy in my battalion just died... I'm just a little shocked right now. Like he just says nothing and is kind of defiant. I Rambo says you push me, but I think he maybe inadvertently did a little pushing himself at the beginning. I just, I really couldn't disagree more. And I, and I feel like, I mean, we're all like pretty close to the same age. I know I give you and Brett a lot of shit, but like you guys remember like nineties Vietnam vets, like you don't see them as much anymore, but like, that was like a thing, even to the point where in like Forrest Gump, like Lieutenant Dan was kind of like being parodied. Like, so, like that group of veterans, and, and, and thank God that we don't do that like anymore to those people, but it, it was kind of like a lost group. And I, and I feel like it probably would have had to have started around the eighties. You know what I mean? Like Vietnam was a long war, but like it's kind of how someone could go down that path of not being respected. And I don't want to hyper on that too much. It's kind of a bummer, but I feel like it's like one of the main theses of the movie, right money? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was actually pretty eye opening to me. And I, again, I can't disagree with Josh enough on this opening, <laughs> opening. I was, like saying, I was so mad the whole time. Yeah, I was just furious the way Teasel was treating uh, Rambo. It was just, I don't know. My skin was like, crawling with when they're giving him simple commands and asking him like your name and he just says nothing i mean that would be after the fact that he was driven out of out of town and all he's doing is walking the man doesn't need to be arrested for walking Mm -hmm. it's just it's i think it is too is like it's, it's even more of a commentary on like 
while like you know world war ii directly affected the economy of the united states like it, it had a profound impact but like when vietnam and even like now when modern day wars happen like you know middle of nowhere usa kind of stays the same and like when you see brian dennehy like moving through the town the movie's very intentional like it shows you a mom and a daughter it shows you a, a blue collar like coal miner guy like he's just like kind of maintaining the status quo like the the economy and like these veterans weren't any benefit to them and then they're kind of mm-hmm. looked at as as like an undesirable which is which is this whole tragedy of rambo well i will ask you this since mikey brought up the car ride when Ram- rambo is like a sneaky dude when you're in the forest he's the law he gets dropped off in the wilderness and it's, if he really wanted to go back to that town he could have easily get, got it back <laughs> but he turns around and like with his chest puff out starts walking over that dang bridge again to like defy the police officer and but is that illegal I'm not saying it's illegal, but I'm just saying to say that he didn't have any sort of like part of the altercation, I think is false. Like as men, well, they're both sounds like kind you're of succumbing to a police state, Josh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, Josh, I, I want to ask you about the opening scene again, because that's a backtrack and, and, and this is, we got a lot of ground to cover, but like the opening scene could have easily been cut out of the movie and nothing would change other than it has a sub 90 minute runtime. Like, I feel like seeing that Rambo's last friend or one of his best friends has died totally like contextualizes that outburst. You know what I mean? Like if he just shows up like the driver and drive with no context, then he might be perceived as kind of an asshole. But like we as an audience know where he's coming from. I feel like it's very essential in that sense. But you also find out at the end, like it comes all the way back to why he's probably acting like this. He's, He's been like spit on. He can't even get a job like washing cars. Like mm-hmm. nobody respects him. So he's not going to respect this guy who's not respecting him. I mean, I just when they have Josh, him- I, to me, it's like to me, it's like his his only his options were to try to go back into town, get some food, or walk thirty more miles mm-hmm. on an empty mm-hmm. stomach. He probably hasn't eaten in a while. I mean, that's it's really unfair. Just to juxtapose it though, when he has a blade blade to his throat and he's like having those flashbacks and he snaps. And he resorts to violence, like, I forgive him for that immediately. But when it's just, like, his pride turning around and doing that, that's when it just, it's not as forgivable, I guess. I guess I just don't see it as pride, as maybe stubbornness, I guess, if you want to consider those the same thing. But I think he's just hungry, man. Just wanted the sandwich. I got to agree with Brett, which disgusts me to say. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But for real, we have to keep going because we're only in the first five minutes of this movie. Uh, So yeah, we uh, he does get stopped and Teasel finds a knife on him. So he decides to bring him into the station. And he's taken back to the station and booked. And he's actually booked by uh, one of the guys from CSI Miami, the redheaded guy, if you guys... The guy, yeah, David. (laughs) Yeah, can we play that right here? Just play that right here, okay? (laughs) And... uh, uh, as Rambo is getting booked, he's uh, hosed down, and it's actually pretty brutal. He gets a, a smack in the back with a baton, and he gets the fire hose treatment. And uh, Josh, you uh, alluded to the uh, flashbacks with the knife. Uh, do you want to walk us through that scene? Yeah, this is when I started to realize this is a great movie. Um, the walking part at the beginning kind of like had me checking the time, but... <laughs> my gosh when they're like 
this is really in a lot of ways a one-to-one of vietnam in uh northwestern united states and uh, that whole just like plot device I, I think is brilliant and him getting like tortured in the police station here mikey uh and how he was tortured in vietnam kind of uh collide with each other in his mind and he starts to get these pretty brutal flashbacks and one thing i was thinking of mikey is all the effects and like the set devices to set up those torture scenes and mm-hmm. they cut to them for like a second and a half and then it's gone you know mm-hmm. what i mean but it's i was gonna say it's uh pretty shocking when it does happen mm-hmm. it's a quick smash cut to the scene in vietnam but in that one second, he's getting his chest sliced open. And just the scene before, the CSI Miami guy was like, Jesus Christ, where do you get all these scars and stuff? He's ma- He makes a comment about all of his wounds and scars, and he's all beat up. And we see this scene of what actually happened to him in Vietnam, and it's really gruesome. Like so The effects on here in this movie, they're old, but I feel like they're pretty good. What did you think, Pap? Oh, yeah, it was awesome. And like to even like to Josh's point, we talked about this a little bit on Vision Quest, but that, that was more done like in like kind of a weird way. Like you get like five seconds of like this, this other guy training, shoot training. Like, but to Stallone had different facial hair. It was like a total flashback to like that time. And, and Brett and I talked about this a little bit on the, uh, every best picture reviewed podcast, but there aren't a lot of movies about PTSD. But it's, it's like really hard to make them entertaining. And like, I don't know, Brent, like I, I posted this on Instagram, but like, where does this kind of rank in your pantheon of PTSD movies? I, I think it's like way up there for me. Yeah, I do too. But it also, I think they only, they focus on it a lot at the beginning and then a lot at the very end, but not a lot in the middle. Now like it, well, sets, it sets the plot going. In, sorry, sorry, it didn't interrupt, but everything in the middle is like the symptom of what happens at the beginning at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, guess that's true. I just guess they don't harp on it to me. Um, yeah, it's definitely up there. I mean, I don't know if it is as pronounced as like a deer hunter or anything like that, but yeah, no, it's, it makes, it makes everything forgivable too. Cause like as he's going through the, like the prison, like he sees the, the bars and like causes a flashback. And like, I think the thing that like really like sets him over the edge is them shaving him. Like that's how he got the cuts in the beginning with. And like, that's what sets him off in this whole like crazy Rambo rampage is that like blade shot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like use a baseball reference is how I feel about it. Like if to me, how they treated him and everything that happens after they treat him like that, to me, it's like an, a bunch of unearned runs for a pitcher. Like, there's an error and everything after that is not on that picture. And I feel that's, that's how with him, like they pushed him into this. Like they, they triggered his PTSD and I, I'm not saying they got what they deserve, but to me, They're it's just being overly aggressive for sure. Yes, for sure. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, like Pap said, they hold a knife. It's not a knife. What are they doing? They're trying to Kni- shave him. Nice. Shave him to make him yeah, a little blade. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, to trying to shave him and he has. Uh, complete, like, PTSD flashback flip out. And he just proceeds to destroy the entire police station and yeah, everybody so cool. inside. He goes through them like they were nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty awesome in this. He's doing all of his own stunts. Uh, I even watched, like, the behind the scenes and he was doing, they said that he was doing, 
like 80% of all of the, all the action in this entire movie. So he was really a true action hero during this time. And he was, uh, doing it all back then. So it was pretty impressive to see. And it is kind of cheesy because he does do like some kind of goofy stuff at towards the end of, uh, this police station scene he does like a knee slide takedown thing which is really goofy. <laughs> yeah but he does that swinging thing when he kicks Danny that's really cool yeah there's yeah. a lot of really cool uh fight choreography in this in this movie well there's great planting and payoff too because he he's looking at the like weapon cabinet at the beginning of it and like later on he goes to get a gun from there but like I would say the only like choreography or like action sequence that lost me is like this next upcoming car sequence. Like even my, my fiance said she would give us five stars, but it's just a little bit silly when they're doing like these giant jumps and he's clotheslining people on motorcycles. Do you want to take us through the, through the, uh, bike chase? I mean, I, like I said, like he just kind of like, he nails a guy on a motorcycle and then he jumps on it and, uh, Who's the the really evil cop's name? Like the the more bad guy. Uh, uh, so there's there's Brian Dennehy and there's like his evil sidekick who's been his friend for a long time. But the evil sidekick's like literally like shooting sniper rifles in the middle of the street trying to take Galt. out Rambo. I think it's, I, I think it's Galt. <laughs> Galt. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, and that's Galt part of shooting sniper that's, rifles. That's also part of my point in this first half is I think the movie. Is trying to show uh, Teasel as like kind of a good leader. Like he, he's flawed man. Don't get me wrong, but he's like the guys look up to him. And really, if you're looking for like the bad guy, it's Galt character. Oh yeah, I mean Galt has like no moral compass whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, the, I mean, the, like Rambo takes out a guy on a bike, proceeds to ride it like up the sidewalk, and like he's almost like instinctively going up the mountain into the woods, like through the Christmas time mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. back to nature where he feels most comfortable. And, and it's, there's some stupid ass shots. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like if, if this movie has any flaws for me, it's like the jumping over the railroad track shot where like nothing is even making sense. Like why those cars <laughs> are that far up in the air. But long story short, Rambo ends up on foot far ahead of the bet, the cops. Yeah, Rambo uh, takes off on foot into the woods, and uh, he ends up finding an abandoned construction site, and he ends up gathering supplies because uh, he was like stripped of everything at the uh, police station. So I don't even think he has a shirt on right now, and he ends up like getting a canvas bag and stuff, and he's like uh, acquiring uh, stuff to make traps. Uh, and to give himself some extra time against these cops. And, uh, the cops end up bringing, um, dogs to hunt down Rambo out in the forest. <laughs> uh, Brett, we're, uh, Rambo's, uh, forced down, uh, to a cliff, uh, and he's 1v1 a helicopter. And what kind of happens against this helicopter? Well, so yeah, he's going down a cliff. Did we talk about him? Jumping, like falling like 60 feet and landing on trees and like only getting like, a cut on his arm. <laughs> that's what that's, he's about uh, to that's do. That's after the helicopter, yeah. So, wait. Oh, the helicopter's what? going on when he's. That's how he gets down. Yeah. Because the guy's shooting at him, the mm. galt or whatever. So, yeah, he jumps off and uh, gets up and 
he's behind a tree hiding, and Galt's just shooting at him. And like, it's kind of like what Josh is trying to say is Dennehy, you know, uh, Cheezle, Weasel, whatever his name is. He he doesn't want them to shoot. I actually looked at Brittany and I said, um, this is something you you can't do now, but you could do back then. Like, you know, just shooting a criminal that's running. And then they're like, don't shoot him. I was like, okay, maybe you couldn't do it back then. So he's like shooting at him and Sly grabs a rock and just chucks it at the helicopter and the guy falls off and dies. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And he totally deserves it too. Cause he's being reckless with himself to try to get this illegal shot on mm-hmm. someone that he's mad at that he, because he punches lights out basically. <laughs> and he threatened to kill the helicopter driver. Oh my gosh. Yes, he did. <laughs> He's a bad dude. Like, I get it. He, <laughs> he makes Tennehy look like, you know, Gandhi or something, but <laughs> I would have said Mother Teresa, but I figured if Stevie was here, he'd launch into something bad about her. So, Mother Teresa. <laughs> Teresa, yeah. I guess. Just like David slaying Goli- Goliath, uh, Rambo chucks this rock so hard <laughs> at the helicopter. Nice. Uh, the, the rifle guy falls out of the chopper and he ends up dying. And then Rambo goes and picks up uh, the blue Fortnite rifle with the scope, and <laughs> yeah, blue one. He, he ends up running off into the woods. He ends up running off into the woods. Uh, but Rambo gets a what? I don't even know how they describe this wound that Rambo picks up. Does he get shot in the face, or does like something ricochet and hit him in the eye or something? I think that's from okay. So I just got to recant for a second. The chase scene, Pappy. The jump was a little cheesy, but I actually really enjoyed just seeing that action out in like rural Pacific Northwest. And like, oh yeah, this scene I thought it was cool because like usually when a hero jumps off a cliff and there's water beneath, they just like jump in and are safe and it's all cool. But he like bangs himself up down this tree, Mikey, and I'm pretty sure he like gets stabbed by a pine tree, and that's what he's got to large wound on his arm from yeah he probably broke some ribs too he looked like he's grabbing his his chest so stomach funny that you say that in real life in that stunt he does break his ribs oh, so nice. they had to hold production Whoa. so that was like he actually jumps i don't know how far he jumps but he does jump into those trees in real life during production well, i love nice. like in his nice. knife he he has like this little compartment in his knife that has like Everything you could possibly need, like a compass and a needle and thread. <laughs> so this thing. It's like the perfect survival knife. I've never <laughs> even seen a knife with a compartment before. It's custom. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he uh, stitches himself up, which I thought looked pretty awesome. It, Cause it's happy ble- bleeding on his arm. I don't even know how they pulled that off, but that's a pretty cool special effect there or a uh, practical effect. What are you saying, Josh? <laughs> no, I just love the knife so much too. Cause there's also a compass and yeah, you said the needle and thread, and I think there's actually uh, Lembus bread in the very bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had his elfin cloak. That's what he got when he went in the woods. Mithril. <laughs> uh, he just but, keeps uh, leveling up. To answer your question, Mike, I think he got shot in the head, but the guy just missed. Like grazed like him? Maybe, cl- like maybe clipped him. I don't know, but they don't really go back to it. He's not like bleeding from his head, yeah. I don't think. Was he play acting to throw him off? But it, I felt Ooh. like I heard the shot. But yeah, I guess it could have been. I mean, they did draw I, I first blood. Like, so. Yeah, I thought it was like rocks and dust or <laughs> something that kicked but yeah, up. He, he only gets injured because he's trying to give up. This is like the last time that he's giving them a chance. Because he knows that he can take 
on this entire squad of loser police chief loser police cops or whatever and he's like hey i'm giving up and then they end up shooting at him and he gets struck in the eye somehow and then he that was it that was like the last chance that he gave them and then he ends up running into the woods again he gives him one later in the woods but oh yeah that's true yeah but Uh, all hell's about to break loose yeah so yeah they end up uh he ends up running through the woods again and uh rambo during this time is uh setting up traps um they're trying to track down rambo they got the dogs out um what kind of traps is he setting up here josh (laughs) um okay so i think this is one which i i love this so much because a movie a lesser movie like home alone saves all the traps for the end this one has traps right in the first act and Mm -hmm. this first one i think it's like uh like a scarecrow of like a jacket that he makes. Oh yeah. And there's some spikes by it. And, uh, the blue assault rifle, the scoped blue assault rifle from Fortnite only has like four bullets in it. So he's kind of like doing a combination of stabbing and shooting. He really wants to take out the dogs, to be honest. So he shoots two of the dogs, stabs one, and then actually shoots the dog handler for good measure. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't like dogs, man. Um, yeah, so he makes all these traps. There's a lot of just straight up groin destruction. Uh, oh my to these, gosh, yeah. To uh, these cops. Pretty much every trap uh, re- revolves around getting uh, a, a stake through the penis. <laughs> well, that <laughs> one that like hits the- Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Brittany said, did he just get stabbed in the butthole? <laughs> I was like, I think he got him in the hamstring, but it definitely looked like it. Are you talking about like the the lever that like hits the guy in the quads with the big spikes? No, no, no. Spikes? Like the first, like what Josh was talking about, uh, David Carradine, uh, David Caruso. He's just hiding behind a tree, like duck. No, is oh, he yeah. is he up oh, in the yeah. tree, Josh, or is, is he behind the tree? Uh, that one, he's and just it, in some bushes, and he just like yeah, pops and then he up, pops out, like stabs <laughs> him so in like great. the back of the leg. Which I looks thought like he he's... was going for the kill there, Brett, because he goes for like I was thinking he was going for like an artery in the thigh or something. Yeah, but I guess you find out that he was trying not to hit, and like he knew where mm-hmm. not to hit. But either way, Caruso drops like a rock immediately, <laughs> and he's screaming in pain and screaming like Tim Roth from Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> he's attracting Ryan all sorts Gosling of from Nice Guys. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Well, kind of. Yeah. I don't remember the second trap. He gets somebody. Uh, and then he gets him shot. Yeah, they're all just various. That one cracked me up, Brett. He's like standing there and ghosts out and has his buddy shoot the other cop. And the guy just keeps going, I got him! I shot him! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember what he does there. I don't know how the third one happens. Like the guy gets tied up. I don't know how. It looks very uncomfortable, though. Yeah, all of uh, the police are now incapacitated besides <laughs> Teasel slash Dennehy. And uh, Rambo ends up sneaking up sneaking up on uh, Sheriff Teasel. And this is actually a pretty pretty cool scene. And what does he, yeah. what does he say to Teasel, Pap? He's like, he holds the knife to his neck. And Teasel's cl- clearly shook by all of this. And he's like, I could have killed you. I could have killed all these cops. Like you're the law in the town, but I am the law up here, or something, or something like that. And uh, he lets him go, and like Teasel just basically collapses into a puddle 
after that. He's like done. So. Speaking speaking of Teasel, I, I know we kind of teased it earlier, but let's not skip over the the slingshot uh, knife, wood knife booby trap that he does. That thing was so cool. I don't know how he did it that quickly, but I don't know. If, I don't think we mentioned it. Like the guy walks in it. Like it's like a mouse trap on him, and just stabs him all over the legs. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> and maybe uh, like in the, the wiener log thing. Yeah, yeah the yeah. big log. Yeah, I was yeah, just... probably in the wiener. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, help me, <laughs> uh, oh Mikey. I wondered, did you like? Okay, so, like that guy from CIS, the redhead guy, who they've kind of been setting yeah. up as like <laughs> they've been setting him up as a main character. He's kind of almost playing like the audience in the film for a while yeah, too. he's a nice guy yeah. but i love the fact that none of these guys who get messed up by rambo come back in like any shape or form in the rest of the movie they are done right yeah <laughs> yeah uh i mean even in uh caruso his role was like hey we're we're going way too hard on this guy and he's a vietnam vet we should really be rethinking this whole situation but rambo doesn't know that and shows him he shows him mercy by not killing him, but he ends right. up showing him no mercy by stabbing him in the hamstring. Uh, so well, at this point, they know like it's beyond that he's a Vietnam vet. He's like a Purple Heart, Silver Star, yeah. Medal Green of Honor, Honor. He's the Congressional yeah, Medal, Medal of, Honor, of yep. Honor, the top award you can get from being in the army. Like they should just back off right there and then for PR reasons. Like what yeah. are they doing? Caruso was their last chance, and <laughs> <laughs> he he doesn't make it. Uh, so I feel like that's the end of act one and the beginning of act two is that the entire military shows up to track down Rambo and we get to meet Rambo's mentor and commanding officer from Vietnam. And Josh, what is this guy's name and what's his deal? Uh, his name's like, prof- uh, professor, <laughs> Colonel Troutman. 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 That's yeah. exactly what it is. Nice. And, he is a voice of reason for everybody, I think, in this movie. And I'm glad you tossed it to me for this, Mikey, because I think you guys will agree with me here. This is where Teasel really falls off the ladder. I mean, he, he's had his butt kicked. He's been spared. He's seen Rambo face to face, kind of like we talk about later. But, like, he just does the wrong thing here. And if Rambo showed too much pride at the beginning... This guy's showing it like 12 fold at this point. And yeah. he, he's not listening to anything this guy says. And, um, the colonel is saying, and if you think about it, it's an awesome plan. He's like, leave him alone. He'll run out of food and he's going to have to try to go get a job and he's going to get bored and we'll just take him in and talk to him. And it's so, it, it makes so much sense. It does. And it's such a great plan. I think Josh, uh, just to add on to what you're saying, I, I, I totally love the thing about. You know, he makes the wrong decision. He's got so much pride. But I I also feel like he's still crazy from his buddy getting killed. I feel like he's super embarrassed. I feel like I feel like he's going through so many like he's got so much spite in him. Like it's all those things put together. Pride for sure, but I think also mm-hmm. his embarrassment just it just all those things force him to lose it. But like he's going to kill him or be killed. I would like to think that as people when you have like a near death experience, you get wiser from it. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends on your personality. <laughs> like, if you're a tough guy, you're gonna probably want to go out and prove to yourself that you can do it or whatever. But I mean, I would. So anyone like, yeah, to this I don't podcast, ever see you again. This movie says that that's the wrong thing to do. 
Yeah, if you almost exactly. got killed by Rambo, give up, guys. Give up. Troutman was supposedly supposed to be Kirk Douglas, and he yep. was on set mm. and ready to go, and they got the plug plug pulled on him because he wanted mm. to do well, some he didn't, he didn't like the he didn't like the script. He wanted it to be more like the book. He wanted Rambo to die. Yep, and which uh, would have been Sly. better. I like the way this ended, honestly. Yeah, Sly made a point that uh, if Rambo dies, then. It, this, the is, franchise this is in the b- so. behind the scenes and it made total sense to me when he said it. And I thought it was really poignant the way that he said it too. It was, uh, if Rambo dies in the movie, uh, to the audience, it only appears that the only option a Vietnam vet has is death, is suicide. And he didn't want to put that out there because he thought that was a horrible sure. message to send. And. Yeah, and I, I, well, sorry to interrupt. I don't disagree with that, but I feel like that's the difference between making a movie in 2019 about Vietnam and 1982 or whatever about Vietnam. Like, you couldn't, you can't do a movie critical about the Iraq War in 2019, but in 30 years, maybe you can. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it would have been a more powerful message because in the end, you know, Rambo gets the Medal of Honor and he walks away. And like, actually, Vietnam probably wasn't that bad to him. Where there are real people who got drafted who didn't ask to be in that war who ended up dying, and, mm-hmm. and that's the shitty thing. But I don't know if you guys have thoughts. No, that's true. But I just think uh, kind of the downfall of having Stallone as a writer and probably de facto producer is his. He just comes off like too good in general. Like maybe this was a perfect movie. The general, or the colonel, or general, or whatever, would shoot him at the end, or maybe Rambo would kill those guys at the beginning because, like, the colonel makes a point of saying their training, as far as Vietnam goes, is kill, kill first. Kill, kill. Yeah, when in yeah. doubt, kill. And it's kind of unexplained why Rambo shows so well, much mercy throughout this, except for Stallone as a producer. <laughs> he does make a point to say that it's all about following orders, though. It's not just blind killing; it's following orders. So. Since he's a civilian, he doesn't have that. And Stallone had admitted that he rewrote the script to make it more sympathetic. I mean, uh, I guess the original script, he killed 16 people. So, And let me put on my cynical brain hat. At this point, there had been three Rocky movies. Stallone was reaping the benefits of, of becoming a franchise actor. I just, mm-hmm. I, I think if this movie was made for artistic purposes, someone would make Rambo die at the end. But, but dollar, dollar I, I bills. Think- I think he was aware that a sequel was a possibility considering he mm-hmm. made three Rocky mm-hmm. movies at this point. I agree, well, but what Mikey also, said is a really good point. They said they point. also tested it. They also t- screen tested it, and people hmm. absolutely hated the fact that he died at yeah, the I don't, end. Yeah, I, don't, I do not believe that to be a fact. <laughs> I think that Stallone <laughs> puts that out there, but I don't think that's true. You think they know. shot I, Rambo I, getting shot in the face or whatever? Dude, if he dies at the end, he doesn't even kill anybody. He kills one guy dies on accident because he's a dick shooting at him in a helicopter. Right, and loses his balance. I he think it just sends. I'm with Mike, I think it sends a really bad message. Like it sends a horrible. If he message. dies at the no. end, mm-hmm. all the cops got to do whatever they wanted to do. They pushed this guy to the edge, and he like Mikey says he doesn't kill anybody, and then he dies at the end. And he gets no redemption. I don't like it. Well, for it the stinks. for yeah, but maybe it's like more about the colonel deciding that he needs to do what's right more than it's about what Rocky slash Rambo thinks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the colonel recognizes the danger, and I don't know. It could play out so many different ways at the end too. It didn't. 
don't know. The colonel has no reason to kill him if he hasn't killed anybody. He's caused a shit ton of destruction. Sure, but he hasn't killed anybody. That scene was shot, to your point, Josh. And my my only thing is, like, a lot of people did die in Vietnam for no reason. And and I do think that, like, Stallone made the right choice, considering there's, like, you know, however many hundreds of thousands of Vietnam vets in the United States when this movie was released. But, like... I think given the context of time, it's a more powerful point in messages. Like, what did those guys actually die for? You know what I mean? We didn't win that war. It's a more mm. artistic message, I think, to have Rambo die. But it's not financially viable for a lot of different reasons in 1982. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to shout out uh, the guy that replaced uh, Kirk Douglas. His name is Richard Crenna and I he plays Troutman and I think he does an awesome job. And I'm pretty sure he's like uh, a big inspiration for this guy in the Metal Gear Solid series. I think he's like based off of him, which is really cool. So I just wanted to shout that out because Troutman is uh, – he plays – uh, a really important part in this movie because he's kind of giving us context into Rambo and his backstory. And he basically says, don't fuck with Rambo because this guy has seen death and he knows death and he'll destroy all of you. So it's a really interesting uh, relationship that they have. It's kind of like, uh, is his name Stryker? The guy who like made Wolverine or something? I guess yeah. I thought he was going to be typecast like that at first. Colonel Striker, yeah, Major Striker. I don't know what it is. I think Troutman does a good job because you can kind of tell that Troutman is afraid of Rambo. <laughs> well, it's like it's thrown out there as like an IMDb fact that it's supposed to be a Frankenstein's monster kind of similar storyline, right? Like the U.S. government mm. made this monster, and now they have to send in Doctor mm. Frankenstein to reel him in. Yeah, but Frankenstein mm. was based on uh, the Wolverine Striker. Saga. That's true. <laughs> Mary Shelley was a huge Marvel fan. <laughs> uh, so Rambo's uh, just running her out in the woods and he ends up killing a boar without a gun, without the uh, blue scoped rifle, uh, which adds to uh, plus one meat and overall stat boost. And uh, <laughs> uh, the colonel is uh, at the, the army outpost or whatever in the woods and... They know that Rambo has a radio and their plan is to try and track him down via radio and kind of talk him down. And Not uh, really, for, though. Yeah, well, yeah, it's more of like how to triangulate his location and blow him up, I'm assuming, rather than try and talk him down. And uh, Brett, do you want to kind of walk us through that conversation a little bit? Uh, okay, like the pre-part is uh, – cr- uh, What's his name? Troutman does convince Teasel to like give him a shot because Teasel's like, if you want really want to end this right now, come with me. And they talks to him, and he just no, kind that's of, wrong. Uh, what? I, I just think that's wrong. I think that this is like the nail in the coffin for Teasel for me. He takes everything that the Colonel says to him, and what he takes out of it is, "Come help me betray Rambo sneakily." The guy who just like spared me. And yeah, but to be fair, he doesn't want to like go kill him. Like he gives those people orders not to kill him. He's trying to bring him in, or at least he appears to be trying to bring him in quietly. And he's, yes, he is going to use Troutman to do that, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's lure. I don't think he's using Troutman 
to find Rambo so they can blow him up because that's that's not what he wanted. I, I, I mean, thought he, wants he was. To- well, it's always part of Troutman's messaging too, right? He's like, I'm not here to save you from Rambo. I'm here, or sorry, I'm not sure. I'm not here to save Rambo from you. I'm here to save you from Rambo. Like he's trying to present himself as the buffer between him well, and this town. And, mm-hmm. You're and not Teasel. Teasel calls him out later by saying, basically saying, I think you're here for damage control. I think because it's a really bad look. Glossing over, like he is really sneaky. He calls out to Rambo, uses all of his comrades' names. It's his old trusted advisor, and that gets him to radio back, and they're able to triangulate from that. Like it, he he is complicit in this betrayal, and for Teasel to, uh, yeah, this is like where he. For me, like it's just the unforgivable part. I'm not saying he's not trying yeah. to be. He's not involved. I'm just saying I think he's involved to try to get, like Pappy said, he's trying to save all these people from injury or killing if Rambo decides to kill people, or trying to get Rambo to not be killed by these people. I mean, I think he's trying to. He's selling the a, situation. He's selling them a vacuum cleaner. He says they're going to fly in a helicopter and fly him to brag. Well, no, I I, I would say that that's also, a little sneaky. Though, I think that there's a point to this movie's making, even about like the interconnectedness of like government institutions, like how well they communicate. Like Troutman does not trust Teasel, and that is mm-hmm. cl- clearly reciprocated. Even though they're on the same, they have the same goal: stop mm-hmm. Rambo from fucking shit up in the city. They could not be like more like morally or like theologically opposed. Like they, they're going at it, even though they both want to stop Rambo, and like. They don't trust each other. I think that's like a point the movie's making is like cops and military don't always even get along, even they're both working for Uncle Sam. That's like a major point. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, a lot of different moving parts. Uh, people have different motivations uh, to try and get Rambo. I mean, even even during the helicopter scene, we have to acknowledge the fact that Denny, he was like, hey, don't don't shoot. He even says, don't shoot. Uh, mm-hmm. when Rambo is right. giving up. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, there's, I feel like maybe Teasel's motivations flip flop back and forth because in act three, he it feels like he definitely does try to kill Rambo. So I think it's this moment though, where he betrays him over the radio. Maybe you can talk him into sparing all our lives by giving himself up. I can try. At least we'll get a radio fix on his position, if you don't mind setting him up for it. Setting him up for you? It's like bringing the pigeons to the cat. Cover leader calling Raven. Come on, Raven. Cover leader calling Raven. Cover leader to Raven. Talk to me, Johnny. Cover leader to identify Baker T. Rambo. Mesner, Ortega, Coletta, Jorgensen, Danforth, Barry, Krakauer. Confirm. This is Colonel Troutman. Talk to me, Johnny. Him, get on it. Rambo, are you all right? Over. Baker team, they're all dead, sir. Not Delmore Barry. He made it. Barry's gone too, sir. 
How? Got himself killed in Nam. Didn't even know it. Cancer ate him down to the bone. I'm sorry, I didn't know. I'm the last one, sir. It's good to hear your voice, Johnny. It's been a long time. Look, John, you've done some damage here, but they don't want any more trouble. He's northwest. That's why I've come. I'm going to come in there and fly you the hell out. Just you and me. We'll work this thing out together. Is that fair enough? Where'd you come from, sir? Bragg. I tried to get in touch with you, but the guys at Bragg never knew where to find you. Yeah, well, I haven't been spending much time there lately. They've got me down in D.C. I'm shining a seat with my ass. I wish I was back at Bragg now. We'll talk about that when you come in. I can't do that, sir. Well, look, John, we can't have you running around out there wasting friendly civilians. There are no friendly civilians. Well, I'm your friend, Johnny. I was there with you knee-deep in all that blood and guts. I covered your ass more than once. Seems like bailing you out of trouble is getting to be a lifetime job for me. There wouldn't be no trouble except for that king shit cup. All I wanted was something to eat. But the man kept pushing, sir. Well, you did some pushing of your own, John. They drew first blood, not me. Uh, but Rambo uh, ends up getting chased into a mine, Josh. And what happens while uh, <clears throat> Rambo's chased into the mine by the National Guard? <laughs> yeah, can I? Can I? Like, I wonder. It's like, how do you guys feel about the like the three to five minutes of levity here? I also like the fact that they show the National Guard, or at least the Army Reserves, where they are are just normal people. And they're like, uh, I work here part-time. I'm not trying to get killed. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind has, of funny. He has to be back to his truck shop in the morning or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's right, like a freaking, yeah. the guy's like a lieutenant and he is just a doofus. Like, it's just, I thought it was kind of, it's a weird place, but I thought it was kind of funny. But yeah, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, it's just basically the National Guard are the ones that kind of get him surrounded at this point. And they're just regular guys from the town that side gig as national guardsmen and probably get like a couple hundred bucks and kind of a little vacation with Saturday for the boys out of it, you know, but here they're actually like called to duty and there's this really funny scene where one of the guys is like, who has the rocket launcher? <laughs> and he, the rocket launcher guy shoots it and they do like this close up on his face and he's like, Bullseye! <laughs> yeah, he's and super proud of himself. Such a huge contrast between them and the, like, the trained Green Beret yeah. that's yeah. all about his I business. Think I think that's on purpose. Yes. Like, I, yeah, it's extra nice. funny because this is back when rocket launchers were just like a PVC pipe and a stick of dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like aiming this thing uh, at the mine and he uh, ends up blowing it up. Uh, but Rambo ends up surviving the blast and he kind of makes his way through the mine where he uh, gets one torch and he lights it on fire and he makes oh. his way through through uh these caves uh and then he ends up getting attacked by rats which is a uh, negative one to his health overall stats <laughs> what was that <laughs> disease what was that ugh for peppy the rats ugh it's uh, so gross no, before that with the, when he said the torch he went ugh no i was already thinking of the rats like that whole okay. sequence is just defined to me by the rats as soon as he goes down there uh there's not a lot for him to do, but then the rats show up. It's like, oh god, I can't. It's 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 a 
I'll draw a lot of parallels between this and another Money Mike pick, uh, Die Hard, uh, another great action movie set at Christmas time uh, with a lot of shitty sequels. Uh, it's like <laughs> John McClane walking on the glass, like that that him walking through the rats. It's not necessarily a violent sequence, but it's very disturbing. It really got me. Mm-hmm. It made me think of the last violent rat scene we had. I think it was Too Fast, Too Furious, where they put that like bucket Ooh, uh, with the rat on it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you listened to Spoilers Ratcasts? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag uh, Spoilers Rat Playlist on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great scene. These are he has uh, like six rats on his back, which he somehow doesn't feel until uh, he he walks for like ten feet with these rats on his back, and then uh, he shakes them all off, and he's uh, ends up climbing up out of this cave. Uh, it's a, it's a mine or something and he ends up, uh, uh, making it to the surface. And I think this is where I would, uh, say act three begins because Mm -hmm. this is where Rambo makes it out of the, out of the mine. And, uh, the first thing he does is, uh, he ends up hijacking a military truck and Pap, what does he do with this military truck? Well, another callback to Money Mike pick, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Um, movie that's often confused with having the protagonist in the title. Uh, he hijacks mm-hmm. a military truck. And, Very nicely. Yeah. And, and tells him to look at the road. Don't look at me. You might cause an accident. And he basically <laughs> is taking this back into town now with a full stock of weapons uh which rambo is very deadly with i love when he's like what's in the back m16 and rambo just like nods like yes i I can ruin stuff with that i just like how he's super friendly to the guy like he really wanted to put the guy at ease like basically like i'm not gonna hurt you what's in the back what's your name and then he like doesn't throw him out i mean i think he would have had better luck taking the guy further and then dumping him, but you know, yeah, whatever. That's a great wouldn't have been the end of the movie. when he gets when he gets pushed out. I loved how that guy landed on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> I mean, it's really great. Like Rambo's never actually violent to other humans directly. You know what I mean? Like Brett, you talked about it. Rambo kills dogs, but it happens off screen, and he somehow maintains a sympathetic character. That, that's an amazing achievement to do. It is. It really, really is. Sylvester Stallone is good at that, huh? Well, supposedly the first cut of this was like three and a half hours, and it got trimmed down to ninety minutes. So, wow, there's some which is some awesome. fat to trim. Yeah, I would like to see that. Uh, yeah, we get a a pretty cool. I don't know if it's a chase scene. I don't think he's getting chased, but he runs through a barricade of uh, cars here, and it looks like he almost flips this truck. I don't know how dangerous this stunt was, but it looks pretty dangerous, and um. We get a a scene of Teasel finally giving a PSA over a loudspeaker to the town, and he's like, uh, "You guys may have noticed that there is a domestic terrorist walking around <laughs> town, uh, blowing shit up. Uh, please <laughs> stay in your homes. Uh, it's been like twenty four hours since this guy was running rampant through town." Um, and then uh, Rambo is just destroying the entire town uh he torches the truck it blows up a is it a car lot or a gas station gas or something station. Gas station. Up, yeah. yeah it just ends up causing a whole bunch of chaos and pap uh what is what is rambo's plan here it's kind of basically just him and teasel at this point for some reason i don't know where the rest of the military or police force is at 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Teasel is on top of the gas station trying to uh blue sniper scope him out. And yeah. Uh I, rifle. I don't know why Rambo blew up the gas station, to be honest, but he makes his way into the gas station. And like after this kind of cat and mouse game, he like shoots up through the ceiling and like some of his like ricochet bullets hit Teasel, but he, all, he ends up like falling through Yeah. Through the glass. And it's like a very violent kind of undoing of Teasel. But I, I love Mikey, that scene that you mentioned where he has to like make the announcement that he is like basically calling for a state of emergency when you know it's very like Greek tragedy. Like his whole undoing is like trying to maintain order in the town. And he takes that too mm-hmm. far and ends up like now he has to like mm-hmm. call in a state of emergency in this quiet mountain town. Like <laughs> you fucked up as a sheriff essentially in your job. It's so yeah. poetic. It's beautiful. Quiet yeah. mountain town. Pappy, my only rebuttal is that like Rambo did say earlier, quote, and this is CJ Schaefer's favorite part of the movie. I asked him. He said, the quote, end it. End it now, or I'll give you a war you can't believe. And I think that <laughs> like his training in Nam, if you are fighting an enemy that's in a city, is you like debilitate the crap out of that city. And so I I think we see that like one to one uh Vietnam to Pacific Northwest play out here a little bit, which I love. Yeah, Rambo uses military tactics here to try and flank Teasel. Uh, the reason that he was like shooting through the roof was to attract Teasel's attention to that direction, and then Rambo ends up getting behind Teasel and going underneath because uh, Teasel's on the roof of the uh, police station, and Rambo ends up cutting the power to like this whole block of the town and ends up getting into the police station and underneath teasel and josh how does uh rambo take out teasel what does their kind of final confrontation look like well do you guys agree that rambo almost seems to be taking glee like he feels alive in this moment as he is yeah i i I can go with that (laughs) he's running around the town shooting it up just he's playing gta basically and like Mikey's been comparing this to a video game. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So I, I would rebut that in the point that you see the character John Rambo truly being happy when he thinks he's about to meet his friend Delmar. Like he smiles, he yeah. runs down. It's 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 a distinctive kind of joy that I feel like is very intentional from I agree. seeing his friend's kids versus what he's doing now. I think you know okay. I mean? Well, I, yeah. I misspoke, and I should say he's in his element. Yeah, he's in his element, and like he's alive. not he's enjoying it. It's like second nature to him. Yeah, yes, totally, totally right. And that's a great point, Pappy. And uh, I, so I think what happens at the end is he sets this. <laughs> this is very t- Tarantino esque, but he sets like a whole gun store on fire. So it's just like mm-hmm. firing all these bullets. <laughs> it attracts mm-hmm. the sheriff's attention, and so he like sneaks under the sheriff. The sheriff actually gets like two or three shots off at him, but then he just uses that M16 we teased earlier and just like, I thought blew him away from bottom up, like shoots his feet and stuff and he falls through the roof like Papu was saying. And I think it's M60. Is it an M60? I'm sorry. According to Wikipedia, but I don't, I'm not a gun. I don't know that much about guns. So. I don't know what that means at all. Yeah. I just, very powerful. I just love that Rambo knows what he what it is, and he knows how to oh, use yeah. it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a big gun, and he's shooting it with one arm and <laughs> infinite ammo. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got all the cheats unlocked right here as he takes out Teasel, and 
Teasel falls through uh, this glass window pane through the ceiling, and uh, Oof. he doesn't die. I mean, he doesn't kill him, but uh, they kind of have one final confrontational talk, and then uh, we get uh, Troutman. Papa, how does uh, Troutman oh. enter the scene, and how uh, do we kind of wrap up this story? Yeah, it's a very abrupt ending but troutman plays again another reference to a mikey movie the breakfast club and ultimately this conflict is <laughs> resolved like through group therapy the same movie? <laughs> <laughs> and, and through group therapy troutman uh uh gets john rambo to recount the story of a, of a i think it's like a friend he had right who like was with some girl or something and got blown up and, like, it happened yeah. right in front of they were they were at a place and the kid, a little kid came up at, uh, offering a shoe shine and yeah. he didn't want it. So he went mm. to go get beers and the, the, the shoe shine box was actually a bomb and it exploded. And the guy's like, I want to go home. And Rambo's like, I, I don't even know where your legs are. Like, that's a really sure? good scene. Like, I really, I needed subtitles. I didn't <laughs> have them. So I missed a lot, like a lot of it. It, it reminds was me a lot really of the hard. To listen to oh, yeah. and understand, yeah, get your fucking shine box. But but ultimately, through <laughs> that like breakdown, Rambo like becomes actualized or like I, I I don't even know. I feel like there's like a kind of larger point, like like in Breakfast Club, like he's trying to exercise his demons, and and Troutman's able to control him through that because it's it literally just like he tells that story, he weeps, and they walk off. End movie, roll credits, play that music. It's, it's a hey, crazy ending. Pat, did it yeah. remind you of uh, the scene in Rocky where Mick's trying to get him to allow him to train him, and then he goes in that little thing where he's kind of going nuts and he's like losing oh. his mind, and and then but he as soon as he gets that out, he goes and tells Mickey, "Yeah, I want you to train me." So it's kind of like remind me of Rambo. As soon as he got that out, he was like, "Okay, let's let's go. I'm ready to go." Well, I think the important thing is like. How do you how do you get something out in the real world? And that's therapy. Yeah. So I hope that I hope that something that came across in this movie came out and people that watch it now is like, yes, you need to get things out and it's okay to get therapy. Rambo should have mm-hmm. had therapy. Yes. And again, like I, I did shit on this movie for being, you know, like placating to the populist Vietnam, you know, like actual Viet- veterans at the time, but like if it could have done anything right telling them to get therapy is the best thing it could have possibly done. It's kind of beautiful, actually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As far as messaging goes. Mm-hmm. And just one point at the end here, Pap. You said you thought Rambo it would have been more artful if he died. I actually thought it'd be more artful if Teasel died. Like, he went full galt at the end. And I feel like he should have yeah. paid for it. I think it's almost better that he didn't die because he has to live with that shame forever. That's true. That's the only good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so- failed, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, after uh, Rambo is taken away in handcuffs, um, that's pretty much the end of the movie and uh, roll credits. So, yep. roll you guys jam. Yep. If you guys have any other last final thoughts, uh, I, I have two, but I, I it probably too long to do my yes or no. But one shot that I really loved, and I. I I didn't quite remember what it was, so they bring it up. But like everyone's walking by to try to find him, and then they walk past the camera, and then he pops up out of the water. <laughs> great, mm-hmm. so awesome! Yeah. Like, it, absolutely great. 
Um, the second cool. thing, I didn't realize, I didn't think this while I was watching the movie, but I was thinking about it. Kind of, we were talking about um, the National Guard compared to Rambo. Like, they're in it, like Josh said, you know, to get some extra money and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this is Rambo's life. But um, I like Rambo's super struggling at, after he got back from the war. And he, when he's talking to uh, Troutman the first time, he said, I went to brag to see you and you weren't there. And he says, oh, I'm in Washington. And it's kind of like a big contrast with mm-hmm. even though Troutman talks the whole time about I was with you in the muck and blah, blah, blah. He was a, a higher up person. He probably wasn't really there that much. And when his career's over, he gets a bureaucratic job in Washington. Yeah, he and he's protected. He's respected. Yeah. And they like mm-hmm. people like Rambo are thrown into the trash. Again, that goes to your Vietnam thing. Brett, does like, that dialogue in the scene, which I think is like extremely well written, does it remind you at all of uh, Song of Ice and Fire when it's like, I look for you on the trident. <laughs> yeah, you were there. We did not bend the knees God. easily. Yeah, I love both of those scenes. Power of joy. Sorry. That's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I have a question about the very, very end. Uh, do you guys like movies that end on a freeze frame? I don't know if we've covered that on spoilers. <laughs> Rocky? Unless it's like a, what about Breakfast Club? Rocky, Breakfast Club? But, no, but I just mean <laughs> oh. that. Have we talked about that specifically? Like, is that a good thing? I mean, how else do you want this to end? Do you want it to go through the litigation of uh, Rambo and... Uh, no, and no, just black. At a trial for just, war crimes? You, just black. <laughs> I can tell you how I wanted it to end. And I'm not a director or anything. I would have liked him to continue to go, get in the car while the credits are running, and then they car- they start driving, and then it just stationary camera and watches the car and the cavalcade and the lights just keep going and getting further and further in the distance and then it ends like that i would have loved it if rambo if teasel let rambo go he gave him a way out somehow and yeah i would have liked that too but he didn't he didn't have that redemption arc he didn't have that in him teasel or turk or not teasel uh troutman yeah troutman my bad i thought that would have been cool I don't know. You my guys only, my else? only other, no, I'm good. Yeah, my only final thought was like this was my first uh, Rambo movie, and it totally subverted my expectations. Like, did you? Oh and, gosh, in a Ryan Johnson type way. Oh my uh, gosh. Uh, real quick, <laughs> I mean, like, what's your guys' experience with like the Rambo franchise? Like, we didn't really set the stage there. This is my Not very much. first. I was actually going to have a quote uh, in my yes or no from uh, about that, but it's. Uh, Stevie said it perfectly. It's like this movie is Rocky and Rambo two and three are Rocky four. I, I kind of teased it at the beginning when I was like, Oh, I'm near Yale and I have to do like a dumb American movie like Rambo. But it's almost like that Bruce Springsteen song, uh, born in the USA. Yeah. It's like an, that. It sounds like an yeah. anthem, but it's definitely not an anthem. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. If you like actually watch it with a discerning eye, you'll see pretty quickly. It's not, you'll see pretty quickly that the cops did nothing wrong. Like Jafar. <laughs> Yeah, young rocking in the free world. Oh, Josh, I just keep learning more and more things about you that I yep. hate, and it's disgusting. Happy, <laughs> oh, I was wondering, like you were saying earlier, this movie has a good setup and pay payoff. Do you, I would love for you to explain what you meant a little more by that. Yeah, I, I would say, like I, I kind of talked about it a little bit, but I, but I feel like the uh, first of all, just just Rambo noticing like where the guns are in the police station, and that coming up in the last scene. But but I think more uh, Brian Dennehy Dennehy's character arc is like he just wants to maintain the status quo, like Main yep. Street America 
was not affected by Vietnam in a way unlike any other war where every other like you know war maybe not Korea which which the 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 Teasel character was part of but like Main Street America was not affected by Vietnam and like his job is to maintain the status quo in the United States and like all of these veterans are coming in and I, and I don't think that Rambo was the first one that he dealt with but like mm-hmm. his obsession of of keeping things on an even keel and like the his face dude when he has to make the announcement of okay everybody uh we need to like evacuate the city like stay inside like yeah he did that he should feel bad he caused it's that a, it's a total face of surrender yeah but it's like Again, it's, it's, it's a Greek tragedy. His, his pride is his downfall. The, the thing that made him great as a cop for a while ended up leading to him. Yeah. Like falling down. I, it's brilliant to me. I, I want to, I, I want to tread on this really lightly and go really quickly, but I thought they did a really good job of not like bringing politics in it. Like, but are we like supposed to think this is a, since it's Washington, it's kind of a, a people that were against the war and, more like a liberal thing and he's represents like is that oh. kind of what it's supposed to be like, that's what i thought about the whole time but it it's also that. maybe like a small time thing and i, I thought i did i'm really glad they didn't make it political you know like but that's kind of how i always felt about it like washington very liberal um they were really against the war um i don't know is it, what do you guys think about that i mean yeah, i i guess i never thought about that uh just because I don't know the politics of back then, especially. Right. It could that, have been a yeah. coincidence too. Like maybe they picked Washington, like, like you guys love using, like Pappy's a huge fan of using the background of places like for free. You get to mm-hmm. like, uh, like in Minnesota, you said you go around and shoot Minnesota for free and use it. Right. I mean, it's beautiful shots in this Washington. So yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. a that would real be- interesting twist to have uh Teasel be a liberal, <laughs> like a, a Democrat <laughs> or something. And he's really just trying to keep the peace uh, and he's really yeah. doing all he can to, I don't know. Again, I'm that's, not saying that's it was a, like that. I'm just no, saying. No, I, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. If you try to it's, interpret yeah, it in 2019 standards, right, right, kind of. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what Washington was like in 81. I imagine it was still no. pretty liberal, but I have no idea. I, I, my I, I reading was never push it. My reading was never left versus right. It was always kind of small town. Say, and and yeah. moreover, moreover, importantly, how veterans of war yeah. were received for I, a long time. Yeah, that's, that's what I took. That's like what, what you said. he was probably in Korea or maybe even World War II, and he's super respected. And he probably didn't do a quarter of the things that Rambo did. And Rambo exactly. is just spit on. So. Mm-hmm. It is really how World War II veterans are treated compared to Vietnam. You've been saying it. I mean, it's pretty perfect. There's a lot of really cool things in this movie that you don't think you're going to get with a Rambo movie, but it's just amazing. I'm done. Well, I guess we should go into yes or no's. Uh, we'll start with Josh again. Josh. Okay. Um, I think this is a perfect role for Stallone because he barely has to like talk at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's... It forces the visual storytelling of the movie, if you want to look at it that way, to be excellent. And like the way they show uh, the his flashbacks and his resourcefulness in the woods, um, even like Galt with the helicopter in like there's shot with the helicopter and him with a rifle leaning out that like sticks out and just everything to like set the stage is amazing. Um, I was kind of obsessed thinking about Brian Dennehy's character arc, and sorry it came out so much in this pod, but 
the moment when he like right after Rainbow spares him and says let it go and the colonel then says like let it go and we'll get him and he like doubles down on his previous mistakes that yeah. I don't know I just thought that was brilliant too because his previous mistakes like I said were kind of like gray and he really had a chance to I think like turn there either way and um, he should have died and anyway uh, <laughs> I wish Pappy didn't ruin this earlier but Ryan Johnson I know you're listening take notes uh, like subversion from this movie it has actual subversion where it's not just like you take something and make it crazy so that no one will guess that it's going to happen. So like you take existing <laughs> elements of something that works and change them. So it's like taking the Vietnam War, putting it in the Pacific Northwest and like the <laughs> the democratic police officers are now <laughs> Charlie in the movie and I swear at one point in the movie I heard someone say Charlie over the radio and it like really struck me ah. and I I just thought like the slow burn of how that played out was excellent and I this movie subverted my expectations because I thought it was going to be a dumb American movie and it was like brilliant and I don't say that lightly so huge yes alright uh Brett oh this will be shorter I, I think it's another thing <laughs> I'm wondering if this is something I picked up on or not. Like the Troutman's like he's trained to not feel cold or or feel pain, and since he hasn't been a soldier in like six or seven years or whatever it is, he shows pain really early on, and he shows that he's cold. And within like 20 minutes, he's completely like zoned all those things out of him. And I thought that might have been just another quick thing that like he took him a while to get. I mean, obviously he went right into his killing and training, but okay. But, um, yeah, this, I've seen this before. It's been a while. This is a great movie. Um, this is a review from IGN. Uh, it says, First Blood is not the Rambo movie we initially think of when the character is mentioned. Mm-hmm. No, it's much better than that. And I think that sums up this movie perfectly. Like Josh said, or what Pappy probably thought, it's like a shoot 'em up blood guts. That's what the other movies are. Um, this one is just a great movie. PTSD, uh, intolerance, stereotypes, all put into one. It's awesome. This is a solid yes for me. Mikey, before you go and give your yes or no, like, The Thing was my first spoilers movie. I think it's like episode 42 or something. But ever since then, like, you you are known to me as the practical effects guy. And oh, like, yeah. Do you me still too. feel like that's your thing? Like, it comes across so well in this movie, like, especially in that end scene, like, burning down the town. Mm-hmm. I will always love uh, practical effects. And I think uh, computer digital effects have their place. I mean, obviously, we would not have the Marvel movies without digital effects. But there's something about practical effects that you end up constraining yourself in a way that makes you more creative. Mm. to make the movie and i feel like that just always comes off better on screen to me even if it doesn't look as good as digital effects and i just always appreciate practical effects because that's where real like i don't want to sound pretentious or anything but it's like real filmmaking like real real critical thinking of how to create this scene or this effect or how to pull off this shot in a way 
that a computer just wasn't capable of doing at the time. And I mean, obviously, we can do anything with computers now. It's so easy. But there's just something when you know that, a comp- or even just like a blending of digital and practical effects is so much better than just straight up digital effects. Theory Road. The prequels. Theory Road is a perfect example of mostly practical effects that use digital to make it like the best. Um, Mad Max Fury Road. Good. Isn't Zodiac yeah. Killer and like some some of David Lynch's stuff kind of like that too? I don't uh, know. Is Pappy alive? Know. I yeah, I know I'm still here. Zodiac is more <laughs> like CGI than you think. There's a lot of sneaky CGI. Yeah, shots. exactly. David Lynch is a little more practical. But can I give my answer now? Before my yes. 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 Yeah. Go. Hard yes. <laughs> uh, like I said. <laughs> One of, one of the best sports movies we've ever done. I think it's better than Die Hard. One of my favorite action movies of all time. It is complex. It is layered. And I mean, like, compare this conversation that we've had to, like, some, some movies that we've done in Spoilers Past. This is, like, a very nuanced, very intricate conversation about, like, U.S. history, the way we treat veterans, action movies, like, the role of police and government, like... It is a very, very, very smart movie. I'm so glad this is the first Rambo movie I saw because it yeah. was not what I was expecting, but it's more than I could have ever hoped for. So, hard yes for me. Awesome. And, uh, of course, I'm going to give it a yes. Uh, I paid five bucks for this movie nice. at Walmart, and I think it's probably <laughs> the best buy for five bucks you're going to yeah. find. <laughs> and it just has a lot of things going for it, like uh, the message that it tries to portray and even the book that it was based on, I wrote this in my letterbox review, but the book that it's based on was really at the forefront of like naming P- PTSD. It, it was like literally the first, first recorded evidence of like, uh, this is a problem for veterans coming back home. Mm-hmm. And it's really eye opening, especially for the time. And it ends up being way more poignant than you think it's going to be while still having all of the action that you are expecting from probably the trailer that you're watching. Um, but I think it's a great movie and this was my first time watching it. And even I was surprised. I kind of went into it blind. I knew it was, uh, one of the better, I knew it was the best Rambo movie, um, going into it. So, whoa, uh, Rambo three though. I don't, I don't. It, I'm honestly surprised um, that the tone shifts so much in the later movies after the message that they try to get across in this first movie. So mm-hmm. it's so surprising that even all of the things that Sly says in the behind the scenes of this first movie that they end up making these really gratuitous, uh, horrifying, like. God, that what what is the newest Rambo or whatever? It's just I saw a clip online a couple weeks ago. And he's literally blood. just ripping people in half with bullets. It's really disgusting. Can't so wait. it's <laughs> so it's kind of like shocking that they flip the tone so much. But this movie is incredible and I love it so much and the practical effects are great. Like I said, I I love movies that have practical effects, so I give it a hard yes. And um, as far as uh, food, uh, I would say this is, this is a uh, pretty fresh 
diner breakfast that Rambo never got to eat. I was going to say it should be denied food, uh, but yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> uh, so I guess we should uh, toss the spoiler man uh, before we get to trivia. So he does, he does eat an entire pig, though. So, oh yeah, we could have <laughs> gone with uh, straight up raw pig meat. Man, really- I guess it's a war- probably warthog, but or whatever. Rambo just some- wanted some alleys. MREs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a regional joke. Very few people will get that. Uh, yeah, so we'll toss it to Spoiler Man. Spoiler Man, why don't you take it away? Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. Are you guys ready for some trivia? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yes. All right. Like I said at the beginning, uh, favorite actor, Dennehy, favorite Jinko duels, Bears, Hawks, Hawks, Bulls, which is in reference to Officer Teasel, who is played by Brian Dennehy. And uh, that is in reference to a song called Dennehy by the Chicago rap artist Serengeti. According to Spotify, how long is the song Dennehy? What the? So, what is our order? Does okay. Anybody know? Wait, can you I run? Th- it would be can Josh. you run through that again? What? Wait I got a it. second. You, no. mean, you mean in seconds, by the way? Don't Google. It'd be Josh and me and Brett. How many? Josh, Pappy, Brett. Seconds is the yes. song Dennehy. Seconds. I mean minutes, minutes and seconds. It's a, okay. how long is the length of the song? Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so Josh, Pappy, Brett. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me let me get a piece of paper here. Oh, Jesus. And we'll do. Uh, oh God, you're right. How this doesn't. Okay, hold on. Yeah, we'll do prices right, closest to without going over. Oh. Without going right. over. Okay. Josh. Um. Not really familiar with this song. So I'm going to go with just <laughs> a really standard track length. I'll say three minutes and 20 seconds. I'll also go with a really standard tr- track length. Four minutes and twenty seconds. Blaze oh, oh, oh. it, Brett, Brett, do sixty-nine minutes, buddy. Come on, please. <laughs> I just feel like this song is either really short or really long. Blaze it, Brett. <laughs> I, no, I'm gonna go with the worst day ever. Four twenty-one. I hate you. And I said, "Price is right." Rules. Yep. Yeah. Josh is your winner. The answer is four minutes, 12 seconds. How much was it? Four twelve. Unprecedented. (laughs) Wow. I was so fucking close. (laughs) Yeah, you were. All right, Josh, you need some time? I already tossed a spoiler, man. I kind of screwed up the order there. I think spoiler man has a few more uh, things. You know what? I'm going to take this time, Josh. You you think of your movie. I want to shout out the listeners here. So all of you dummies out there, tell your friends to listen to us. 
and send us some emails because I want to read some emails. We never get emails. Yeah. And I want to read some. Pap, do you yeah, have anything to plug? That. Any big dumb movie shout outs? Uh, yeah, shout out to the Big Dumb Movie Podcast. We did some crossover episodes on there. Uh, it's my favorite movie podcast, second favorite being Spoilers. So, you know. Spoilers is my favorite, but, you know. <laughs> uh, Josh, hopefully that also, was enough time. Shout out our fans. Josh, pick whatever you want, but, you know, shout out our fans. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Go ahead. It's your choice. It's your movie. Pick it. Oh my god! Hold on a sec. Los Angeles two. Dos Angeles. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm ready. All right, what you got? Um, so one of our most popular series we've ever done has been the Fast and the Furious, and I think there's oh, no. something kind of to sticking to a series. Um, but there's also something it's a fake out. You think I'm going to go Rambo 2 But if you remember in the Fast and Furious We went straight to the third movie And I teased that earlier Rambo 3 Oh god (laughs) So Don't fall for it To Babby's delight I will not choose Rambo 3 (laughs) 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 I'm so sorry I'm wasting everyone's time After Um, you've won three in a row I figured it out (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I third one in the row. I, I have no excuse. We have a fan on Instagram. Um, I always butcher his name, yes. Afura or something. But I told him I'd pick a, a King Kong movie, and my favorite one from my childhood is King Kong vs Godzilla. Mikey, yes. I think it's, I think it's kind of long. Time. I think it sucks, but I think we're gonna do this. King Kong vs Godzilla, nineteen sixty. Yeah, my favorite Godzilla me. movie from my childhood. My favorite. Really? VHS tape. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I loved all Godzilla movies when I was a Were kid. Were there a bunch of copies of this VHS like sent directly to the Elkhart area or something? <laughs> More than likely. Yeah. Uh, they dumped them. Uh, they flew over <laughs> overhead and just dumped them on Dunlap. <laughs> this was actually a Vietnam War propaganda tactic. <laughs> <laughs> Agent Orange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. All right. That's coming up next week. Stay tuned for that. Josh is your host. Uh, if you guys got anything else to say, I'm I'm done here. You guys are good. <laughs> Thumbs if anybody up. Anybody has good. anything else to say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's enough. This was spoilers. Kill Bill. Twitter. There's such a thing called it's like a uh, bad audience, and it's like I think it's defined as people who watch The Sopranos just for the hits. And like, <laughs> do you think that's what happened to Rambo? Because like people liked it for the wrong reasons, kind of, so it just went crazy that direction or something. I don't know. It's possible. This movie was not like super well received when it first came out. It's only been retroactively considered like a classic 
Well, I feel like imagine if you were born in like '98 and live free or die hard was your first die hard movie. Oh, that would suck. Experience. That would suck. Yeah, mm. it, it would mm. totally taint your opinion on the franchise. Like, mm. ooh, imagine ro- watching Rocky Five first, <laughs> <laughs> or like weird. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Pappy, imagine. Oh. Watching season eight of Game of Thrones first. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not? <laughs> Start at the top. Yeah, I can't believe the debates we got. It's, that was like a insane podcast. Yeah, that was, uh, that was not going the way that I expected no. it to, but it ended up being pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty uh, much the best podcast. Pod. It was pretty darn good. We've had two amazing weeks in a row with this foursome. Let's well, go. that's what happens when uh, Jordan doesn't make the podcast. There's <laughs> some really good stuff. <laughs> Will Stevie ever get internet? Who knows? <laughs> Tune in next week. Rambo 2. <laughs> they drew first blood, not you. Wait, what? They drew first blood! <laughs>